Hello and welcome to the Horrible Things Podcast. This is a true crime and disaster podcast where we talk about all things horrible, whether it be a murder, whether it be a building collapsing, basically anything that just makes you quiver at night while you're trying to fall asleep. My name is Emma Sexton. I'm the host of this podcast and today I'm joined by Caitlin. Caitlin, it has been, it's been a hot minute. I know. I haven't seen you in years, Emma. I feel... I feel honored to be invited back here onto the floor of your dorm room. <laughs> so, guys, let me explain. We got a couple you, housekeeping owe, things to do. You don't owe anyone an explanation. I owe everyone an explanation <laughs> as to what the hell is going on. <laughs> so, basically, Caitlin and I are currently sitting on the floor, the gold hard floor of my dorm room, <laughs> next to a trash can and the bathroom. Um on my robe to make it a little bit more comfortable oh this is a i thought this was a blanket no this is just my robe oh we really go in patterns we really go in gorilla on this one but basically usually i have like this nice little table we sit down we have mugs of water and it's, it's right next it's like on a porcelain floor there's a waterfall surrounding that would be the us. worst design ever a porcelain um, floor I don't know what porcelain is. Oh, wait, no, that's what dolls are. Um, a marble floor. Yes. And a gold encrusted tabletop. Actually, my podcasting table is made of 24 karat gold completely. Actually, these microphones are made out of gold. It's very impractical. It's all Emma has left. <laughs> and I record it onto the Hope Diamond and then try to, like I use the ra- radio waves to transfer it over. But today, in honor of Parasite winning the oscars we are sitting on the floor of a dorm room um <laughs> caitlin is in between a desk and a bed frame <laughs> i am leaning on a fridge <laughs> emma has not seen parasite yet but i'm in the little crouching position of one of the main characters in a very infamous scene so this is uh for you my boy bong <laughs> i really need to see parasite you everyone's do. been talking to me about it jojo rabbit was my favorite i saw because i love a good comedy but I really quickly want to explain to you guys why the audio quality might sound a little bit different than normal. So, like I was saying, we've got a nice table, we've got some chairs, and most importantly, I've got some pop filters and microphone tripods usually, so that we're not like handling these microphones, making it go. However, that was quite the audio experience for our <laughs> listeners. Head- headphones on. Um, let's go from left to right channel. Ready, guys? Whoa. anyway so unfortunately i had a terrible mishap two weeks ago which has never happened before on this podcast i pray it never happens again to me but i had recorded this amazing episode with zach and will like seriously it was so funny guys it was so funny oh i asked so many questions about the hype house because you know tiktokers and all that stuff zach's like a famous tiktoker now it was so funny the episode was absolutely great and then i went back onto my computer on monday to edit it or no no, on sunday no saturday (laughs) (laughs) the the, the specifics matter they matter they do matter so I went back to edit the episode on Saturday. And when I got onto my computer, and this was of last week, Saturday of last week, I get on 
and I usually stay two weeks ahead on the episodes. Just more context. I go onto my computer and what do I find? But for some reason, the audio file has played back at double speed and just shrunk and it sounded robotic and horrid and I could not fix it. I literally drove to the Apple store to like ask them if there was anything I could do to fix it. They said no. And then they threw their drink in your face. <laughs> so I just lost the entire episode. I've never been more sad in my entire life. It was so horrid. But yeah, I just lost the whole episode. And because of that, I was therefore a week behind. So the episode that I had recorded that weekend had to go up on Tuesday. But then I could, I wanted to just record another episode like that week or do a two part the next week, um, which would be. So last week I was, if I would have recorded another episode, I would have been pretty good to be on track, but, um, I actually got my wisdom teeth out last week. So I was in no position to be talking or like speaking for an hour and a half. I couldn't even like speak for five minutes. So therefore I got very behind and that is a very long-winded way of telling you that we are recording on the floor of my dorm room <laughs> at 10 39 p.m the night before this needs to go up because life happens guys but luckily i still have all the research from the episode with zach and will so at least the content is still going to be good it's oh, just the audio quality is a little questionable today the content quality is good unfortunately i cannot answer any questions about the hype my experience in the hype house but I can fake it. I can fake the experiences of Will Harney and Zach as if it happened to me. So, what do you think about Little Huddy? Little Huddy, he reminds me of the kids who went to my high school and vaped in the bathroom and then said the N word. I don't trust him. I would not trust him <laughs> anywhere near um, children under the age of 10. And that's what i have to say on that this you know is what? chaotic we need anyways, to just start here, talking about the case anyways here's the murder just kidding emma tell them what it is we are actually doing a robbery today guys and i know you're thinking what happened to the we whole are- joke about caitlin always being on for episodes that are just absolutely horrendous well that's not what i researched Today we are robbing the Hype House (laughs) and we're live streaming this podcast. We're taking you along with us. We're taking our board. I I will carry the board to XLR (laughs) cables and a computer still recording under my arm. Really quickly, if you could steal anything from the Hype House, what would you take? Charlie D'Amelio. Interesting. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. All right. I think I'd steal um little huddy's rings because without does he have rings i'm sure he does because without them he is powerless (laughs) (laughs) and my whole the whole reason for my existence right now is to take down little huddy and his (laughs) um everything he treasures that's how you break the spirit of the (laughs) e-boy and it it starts with his rings and that's what i would take and you know what i do right after emma take his fingers (laughs) and i will burn the rings in front of the hype house (laughs) And I will use the ashes, the ashes of the rings to spell out down with a little honey. (laughs) Can you burn rings though? If you can't, you burn anything if you try hard enough. Honestly, good point. Today we're going to be covering covering a robbery. The first Caitlin has ever been able to cover with us, which I'm very excited about. But the robbery we're talking about actually happened in Brazil. So we're doing an international case and 
this took place at Banco Central. So Banco Central just basically means central bank in English. That's what it translates to. Would have never guessed. <laughs> with, with my Spanish t- high school Spanish 2 experience, I could have, um, I could have, tra- I can translate. Okay, great. So the central bank in Brazil is kind of like the Fed in the U.S. Like they control the flow of money throughout the entire economy. And the robbery that we're about to cover is actually one of the three biggest robberies of all time. It's the second biggest robbery in the world. However, I count it as the first biggest robbery in the world because the actual first biggest robbery in the world took place in, I believe it was after. Afghanistan? I'm not exactly sure. But you know uh, Saddam Hussein? Yes, I'm familiar. Dictator. And he, basically his son walked into a bank and was like, hey, my dad said you have to give me all the money. Is that, were, a, is that a robbery? Kind of. It's counted as the world's largest robbery because he stole like a billion dollars or something. That, I feel like robbery is a little more i know that's why i was like "Ooh, what if i did like a huge robbery like the biggest of all time and i looked at that and i was like that's so boring that's just like give me the money okay so we're talking about the second biggest robbery possibly the biggest robbery in the world if you don't count the actual biggest robbery because you know it's lame so this robbery occurred august 6th in 2005 but the preparation for the robbery had actually started like months before that so five months before the burglary uh in fortaleza brazil there were people who lived like a couple blocks away from the bank who saw this new landscaping business pop up and the business's whole like thing was that they sold fake and real grass and plants landscaping and every day the neighbors would see like six to ten large truckloads of dirt leaving the building but they assumed oh they're landscapers like that's normal for their line of work like of course there's gonna be dirt if you're selling grass so no one really suspects anything of it they just think like okay lots of dirt lots of people because there are like tons of people going in and out of this building pretty much all day long however what nobody knew none of these neighbors knew is that inside this giant building uh there's it wasn't a landscaping business at all if you did not catch on to no that. it was the hype house exactly no, but really it was a basically just a casing for this gigantic tunnel that oh ran 256 feet underneath the city from the landscaping business all the way to the bank. So basically those truckloads of dirt that they saw leaving the landscaping business every single day, that was the dirt that they had from digging this giant tunnel to the bank. That's crazy yeah so they fully were just like that's movie stuff i know that's like the solution that seems too easy to actually be used you know like like a child says like how are you gonna do this thing the kid's like i'll dig a tunnel there and you're like you don't know how hard it is to dig a tunnel you idiot child you don't know how to run a business this tunnel actually kind of a really nice tunnel it had lighting and ac which is more than i could say for my house sometimes my ideal tunnel (laughs) and the tunnel was actually positioned so that the so it ran obviously underneath the landscaping business and then down the street and it opened up right under a concrete foundation so there's this concrete foundation of the central bank and then above that was a room of cash and this was all the money that was supposed to be inspected to see if it was okay to start like circulating the in the economy so it hadn't been like it hadn't been 
used recently. It was like money that was not currently in use. And sadly, the bills were not sequential. So if they were stolen, there was literally no way that they could actually track the money that would have been taken. And there was no insurance on the money because they thought there was no risk because they were like, we're in a gigantic concrete box. They're in there. The two creators of it's like, are you sure this isn't risky? And the guy's like, unless someone decides to build a tunnel underneath. <laughs> and laugh. then the night of August 5th came. <laughs> <laughs> and so on August 5th at night, um, they had a couple of the thieves. They estimate there were probably around 10 of them. They had a couple of the thieves go into the tunnel and using a blowtorch and an electric saw, they come up to the concrete barrier and straight up just cut a hole in it they just cut a hole in the floor and using literally just the blowtorch and the saw they're able to cut a hole (sighs) in the floor and they start taking all this money back through the tunnel and into the landscaping business where they had trucks waiting to take it and so like that that's another crazy part of this case where it's like that seemed it's so easy like it's just that everyone went home for the weekend and then they were like, all right, time to like open up this floor, buzz, buzz, electric saw. Now let me just take this money. Like there was no security precautions. There was nothing like inside the vault. In their defense, I would not expect someone to build a hole into the bottom of my money vault. <laughs> yeah, I guess you don't ever think about things coming from the floor. It's a you very, know what I mean? It's a very cartoon <laughs> Um type of robbery something where you're you never expect it to happen like even the case that i talked about a couple weeks ago or not weeks ago months ago where it was another robbery but it was like they got through all these security precautions using like hairspray on their hands and stuff so they would get by all the fingerprint stuff that seems more like realistic even though it's more like oceans 11-esque or the one that you talked about where the guys pretended to be policemen yeah they're like let us like it's all very all the robberies we talk about are all like straight from the movies yeah but this one in particular to me is so like it just seems too easy you know what i mean you can see the cartoon saw coming up from underneath exactly i can picture it in my mind's eye it just doesn't make sense to me that this is like a legitimate thing that could happen you know what i mean well neither can i imagine uh dom hussein's son just walking into a bank and be like give me everything that would have been a really short podcast episode and thanks for watching guys (laughs) or listening um so like i said they're taking all this money and they're basically just taking giant bags of it out out of this room and then down through the hole in the tunnel and then up to the landscaping business and in the end they deserve it about what we would say is about 71.6 million dollars in u.s dollars yeah uh and that was my god in 2005 money so 15 Um, years later it would most likely be a lot more than that i'm on their side they deserve it that creativity and another crazy thing about this is that since it wasn't obviously u.s dollars the currency is different in brazil um it ended up weighing the money the actual weight of the money was three and a half tons and the robbers were elephant men (laughs) they were very buff held them in (laughs) fistfuls (laughs) That's the biggest uh, the biggest twist to the story, right? They're huge. The men are gigantic. <laughs> the men Case are gigantic. Clo- Case closed. Have you seen those pictures of the of bodybuilders that are like 
huge and it's just terrifying yes i have nightmares about it constantly yeah i think that that is really terrifying but these men were not that they just like they had all night you know they had an unlimited amount of time i guess that's true but like getting it down the tunnel all that money through the tunnel like dragging it all the way through and then back up that's tough yeah and i I will repeat this they do deserve it they deserve (laughs) every dollar i think it was just that they yeah it was just that they had the time like they scheduled it perfectly and uh, like you were saying no one's expecting you to come to the floor so they must are you gonna get into i'm trying to want how did they know exactly where it was where the bank was uh, like that vault and how did they do the measurements to make sure it's exactly where it had to be the hole honestly that's another crazy thing is that not a lot of these guys were ever like actually caught so they oh. don't they don't have a lot of information about this but i would assume that since the central bank is kind of like just a it's a pretty like everyone knows about it i think that the entire floor like clearly it was a basement level like cell area that they kept all this money in i don't think they were like okay it's gonna be exactly 256 feet until we hit this Mm. thing i think it was just that like okay we'll we'll be at the block in like 256 feet and then we'll just cut a hole in the ground because i believe it was like the entire basement level was just a big vault oh so it was the basement so it was under the bank it was under the bank yeah that's how they were able to build the tunnel up Mm. so they kind of just were like let's cut right here but it was it was still very meticulously planned like they had the building perfectly rented like signs for their landscaping business and this was no joke this was like almost half a year in preparation three reason why they deserve every dollar that they stole if you were gonna be that creative put in the work (laughs) you deserve it yeah it's kind of interesting how like robbery is different than a lot of other crimes because when it's like a bank robbery it's interesting because they typically get revered i mean um at least they're not murdering people you know you've given me enough cases of people who are gruesomely murdering other people that you know what robbery is not that bad go for it it's different to me when it's a home invasion because that's like my worst fear but but you know what banks they work for the man the system (laughs) but what if it was your money aren't they can't they reimburse is it directly my money do you know like uh yeah like maybe not this bank because it's like the fed but basically yeah when a bank gets robbed it's somebody's money it's not just like so like what does that mean they like they directly take my money then yeah so like say say i have bank of america so say my bank of america was to get robbed and all my money was to get stolen Uh honestly odds are my money's not even the bank because it's probably being loaned out by bank of america but like say that it is in the bank and gets stolen i have insurance on my money like that you you most likely have insurance on your money if you have a lot of money that you pay for like i don't have a lot of money but if i did i would have insurance on it so that say a bank did get robbed or like for some reason they couldn't get my money back and i wanted to take it all out at once or something uh they have to give me a certain amount of money but they have a certain amount of time to do it because it's like Mm. you know the whole like the great depression everyone wanted to get their money out of the banks but because like they didn't have all the money there because it was all being out on loans it helped like 
it was part of the reason the great depression was so i see bad. i see but yeah it is like somebody's money yeah. i failed econ oh <laughs> I, okay i didn't fail it but i definitely did not do well enough to understand the uh, logistics of banks and this type of stuff yet but i feel like what? i learned more about banks when i was researching how they get robbed than in econ mm. love you mr nicholson sorry about that <laughs> but anyway by the night of the sixth everyone had evacuated this landscaping building and they split the money and all the robbers were just headed off oh. i wrote headed off on their merry way <laughs> amazing the boys are back in town baby <laughs> and so when the workers get back into the bank the next morning they go there and realize that the biggest heist in brazilian history <laughs> and at this point in the world has just been committed under their noses and everybody clapped and so obviously the police start investigating like immediately and they go to the landscaping building to test for fingerprints and they find because obviously once they know there's a freaking tunnel they just follow it down <laughs> and oh they I found scary man if i were a policeman and they were like go down the tunnel i'd be like no <laughs> see you tomorrow oh my God. here's my badge that sounds like a nightmare going yeah. down some mysterious tunnel no thank you well it had lighting and ac oh <laughs> i totally forgot <laughs> okay that's but that reminds me have you seen us no okay well it rem you gotta see some movies emma but it reminds <laughs> me of that it's a creepy under i i think it scares me maybe a tiny bit more that there is ac because it's just like some weird in like what if someone jumps out at you yeah <laughs> that's, that's my word scary what if you be walking down a c cold tunnel and someone just jumps out yeah i would that that is terrifying <laughs> but if all the tunnel that's my biggest anyway. fear about that so they follow the tunny, tunny, the tunnel anyway, because they are brave policemen and they get to the landscaping building and they go to dust for fingerprints, but they find that everything's been covered in burnt lime, which I did not know this, but apparently lime prevents fingerprints from being detected. What? Yeah. So there were no fingerprints in the entire building. That's crazy. I know. So, okay. I'm going to repeat this every time I think it. They deserve every dollar they stole. <laughs> what if I told you Lil Huddy was the one who pulled off this heist? Little Huddy would never. So it doesn't that that answer that's a that hypotheticals irrelevant. How do you think they afford the hype house? Lil Huddy is a snitch. He would have been the one to tell the police. Speaking of telling the police, four days later. Oh my god. <laughs> four days after the burglary, I thought I was about to call the cops on me. I was very scared. <laughs> Four days after the burglary took place, the police were actually able to start to find their first connection based off this used car dealership. So, you know those trucks that carry other cars? Yes, I do. So, they arrested two guys who were driving a truck carrying three pickup trucks, which is, like, hilarious to see. And they arrested them, and when they searched the trucks, they found $2 million stashed between all the trucks. Keep in mind, they stole what? around $71.6 million, but they found $2 million Wait, how did they notice the them? Trucks. How did they notice them again? I believe they were able to connect a car dealership to the cars that the landscaping business had used, and through that, they found these two guys. Smart. So They deserve the money. <laughs> <laughs> the police. So they arrested them, obviously, and took the two million dollars back then um and 
that was around august 9th august 10th mm-hmm. then september 28th 2005 five men were arrested with five million dollars uh, after they had tried to get a plane out of the country oh. and the only thing they admitted to was trying to help dig the tunnel so these two guys and these other five guys who were likely low ranking like people yeah. in this operation only got about a million dollars each <laughs> and i say only low but, ranking um and then October okay so now I'm kind of in the portion I don't know if you can tell where I'm trying to talk about like here's what happened to everyone after this burglary because obviously like have you seen Harry Potter all of them yes I have you know in this Harry Potter 7 part 1 uh the movie and obviously Deathly Hallows yeah um there's the story about the Elder Wand how it's like this guy wins the most powerful wand of all time and then he goes out and brags about it so someone kills him in his sleep and takes a wand. Yes. And it's like a curse because people get that much power and then they abuse it and like brag about it and then they end up getting killed for it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of... I forgot how dark the Harry Potter movies were. It <laughs> <laughs> was a young adult's novel. That's kind of how this money was. Okay. Like, it's very strange because you think these guys walk out of the bank with w- in what I would assume would be today money around like $85 million. Okay. Right. So they walk out with like $85 million. And after that, like, what do you do when you now are rich and like you weren't rich before? And one of the things they do is brag to all their friends about oh my the God. fact That's that- That's the number one like, mistake. I robbed a bank. I robbed the bank. I have eight. I We got $85 million out. We got three and a half tons of money out. And because of that, a lot of the members of this operation actually ended up turning up dead because oh. other robbers or people in Brazil would kill them to try to find out where the money was or to take the money from them. So it almost was like the curse of this job that like yeah. a lot of the people got either arrested or killed after the job was done. That's crazy. I mean, it's kind of expected, but that's insane to see the impact of, like, such a huge robbery. Like, yeah, and it costed them their lives. You can say this was, like, a victimless crime in the sense of when they actually took the money, nobody got killed. But it really, like, was not a victimless crime in the sense that people got killed because of what happened there, you know? The impact of the money they stole. Yeah. So... Uh, on October 9th or 21st, I saw two different sources or three different sources that had one had October 9th, the other had October 21st, but we're still in 2005. Okay. The body of Luis Fernando Ribeiro was found near Rio. Uh, and he was likely the person who helped, he helped put this all together. He wasn't Mm. like the leader, but he helped put this all together. And he was found near Rio having been shot seven times and he had marks on his wrist from handcuffs. Um, and his family actually knew that he was kidnapped and had paid about $890,000 in ransom money, but he was still killed probably because he didn't give up any of the money he had. He was most likely the person who funded this whole thing. So it's, he's, his family was pretty well off, but Mm. he had been kidnapped because they wanted to know the location of like the huge sum of money. Um, Mr. Ribeiro, after um, this whole robbery had taken place, he went from Fortaleza to Sao Paulo um, between August 6th and 8th. So he got out of there like right away and he was kidnapped on October 7th. So it was like three months before the word was out and people were like looking for these guys and he 
like I said, he wasn't freed despite his ransom being paid. Like there was no, it was honestly like very, very, very vicious. And another interesting side of this case is some people believe that like the mob was involved. Um, the Brazilian mob was involved in that, but there is actually this document that these four prosecutors in Rio signed, uh, and in conjunction with the newspaper called O Globo, which said that they believe that police officers might have been the ones who kidnapped and killed him. Hmm. Which is how they had access to where Ribeiro would have been and why they also killed him even when they got the money because they couldn't have anyone knowing that law enforcement was corrupt. Why? Okay, so are you thinking this was just like a side job they did to try to get the money for themselves? To just try to get money, yeah. Oh. that's what a lot of people in brazil think okay i can i, I think i can picture that because definitely that money would have that that like amount of money would have that kind of impact you know like imagine if you're a corrupt police officer and you have all this information that could lead you to that huge sum of money like i can see people taking advantage of that yeah for sure and then october 22nd 2005 to april 13th 2006 um there were a total of six kidnappings because of this robbery six kidnappings and it in every single one of the kidnappings there was a ransom paid actually um october 28th 2005 there was a person who was arrested with eighty five thousand dollars um in brazilian money and on november 10th there were also three more guys arrested so so far we have i believe that's like seven people arrested and six kidnapped and one guy who was kidnapped actually wasn't even involved in the burglary it was his brother who funnily enough had the nickname the german in their organization it was his brother who had been involved in the burglary but they thought that he would know where the money was so he was tortured and kidnapped oh poor guy i know so Oh, man, imagine your stupid sibling just off doing their robbery thing and you have to pay for it. So that's kind of what I was talking about of like the curse of this job where it's like six kidnappings and ransoms and torture and so many people getting caught. Like there were a lot of people who worked on this Mm -hmm. and they did not get off very easily. (laughs) Um, Then another big breakthrough that the Brazilian authorities had was that on August 1st, 2006, so almost a year later, they found about $178,000. That's, again, in Brazilian money. I forget what the actual word for it is. I think it's reese. Uh, 178,000 reese buried in this house in uh, Rio Grande de Norte. I did not take Spanish in high school. I apologize. (laughs) But... Uh, they found like a bunch of money buried in this house and they actually believed that it may have been part of like this whole thing that it may have been a bunch of money that was being hidden by the guy who was actually probably the mastermind of this like entire thing uh the police actually at this time believed that there was this guy named paulo sergio who was probably the the guy, the leader of this entire thing. It was his face that was connected to renting the building. And they were able to find like traces of him throughout the whole case that this was probably the guy who had orchestrated this entire thing. Another like piece of evidence they found was they found a phone inside the tunnel, like a phone card inside the oh. tunnel. And the police wiretapped the phone that it was connected with. And then... Um, 
they actually were able to arrest 43 people who they yeah who they suspected of involvement um and they recovered about 275,100 reese and in cash that they had most likely stolen from the bank um probably not all 43 of these people were actually involved but they were connected to people who were involved okay uh, then October 3rd, 2006, Evandro Jose Dos Neves was um, also found dead in Sao Paulo. Uh, January 28th, 2007, Marcio Pierre uh, was arrested in Sao Paulo, and so was a man named Edson Quirez. Um, So it's like kind of a crazy time in Brazil because you've got this whole thing so well orchestrated that five months in advance they're planning it and nobody knows it's going to happen and they steal all this money. And they're covering these small sums here and there, but they're arresting people like crazy. I mean, they have arrested like over 50 suspects by this time. And they found six kidnappings and one person tortured and like three people dead, I believe, because of this case. But they really only recovered about like two million of what they actually lost, which was closer to like the 80 millions. Um actually in Reese it was like over a hundred million so they lost all this money and then they're like okay where the hell did the money go a lot of them believe that Paulo Sergio the guy whose face was connected to the building who was by the way never never found like completely just not caught ever ever to this day not caught they believe he may have run away with the rest of money of the money do they think he's the mastermind yeah okay that he may have run away with the re- like the rest of the money or that he like it was split up between the people who were left and they were uncaught and like fled to another country but could he be dead he could be dead but his body was never found interesting um and so I another ima- thing I, I was just gonna say i'd imagine that if he was the mastermind behind this whole operation i could i would like to hope he's smart enough to not brag about the money you know like yeah Maybe he would be the one to know, like, how to kind of do what's in his own best interests. Yeah. But you want to hear another media theory, like Brazilian media theory as to what happened to the money? So the Brazilian media thought that the actual crime was organized by the PCC, which was the mafia in Brazil. (laughs) Up to then, the whole like idea of it was that it was orchestrated by this like random gang that got put together by paulo sergio and that these people were just kind of random all brought together to do this job but a lot of the guys who were arrested were members of pcc and a lot of people thought that maybe the money had gone to pcc Mm. um this obviously the mafia is not great and uh pcc mostly does like drug trafficking but they also do kidnapping um, and their leader, their founder, uh, is a man who is nicknamed the Big Jelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I know what I'm naming my first child. <laughs> and um, most of, like, an interesting fact is that in Brazil, like, most of the crimes that were committed, PCC would end up getting a cut of, like, the money that they would gain from those crimes because it's just, like, they had so much power and nobody wanted to be on their bad side, so they would just get that money. Uh, the big jelly is actually in jail <laughs> in, a, in a high security jail um he's As killed he people in prison he's like a, honestly just a 
trash person um but he he's also a political activist who fights for improved prison conditions but Um, yeah he's just like not great he actually did quit (sighs) pcc but he like just still is in jail for like the crimes he committed when he was with them and he told the media quote no one is going to rob a bank and not make a contribution end quote like to the pcc that's what he's talking about the big jelly has layers and layers he's a complex man yeah so they literally so they believe the media let me just go through this again we've got a ton of people getting arrested for it we've got a ton of people who are getting kidnapped and murdered because they have connections to this money however nobody has ever found any of the masterminds they believe of this actual heist so none of them none possibility of one guy being a mastermind and then we also have the one man who funded the whole thing Uh but not the actual like mastermind and so the theories are a it's this rogue gang that got put together by this really smart guy that stole all the money and then the rest of the money's out there with the people who still who did the job and didn't get caught another theory is that the police are corrupt and took a lot of the money and tortured and killed people to get it third theory is that the mafia was connected and that they are the reason that so much of the money is missing still to this day because keep in mind let me find the exact number of how much money they stole i it is crazy i read i did write it down okay so 164 million seven hundred and fifty five thousand one hundred and fifty reese is how much they stole and they recovered about 20 million oh that's nothing nothing they recovered 20 million and the rest to this day disappeared and this happened in 2005 so like technology continues to get better and there's just no like nothing and they believe that there's actually probably around 18 more people who were involved with the heist that still have the money today and it just never recovered but that is that's like all the notes i have that's basically the case because that's where it ends it's still an open case like since no one was ever i mean obviously a million and a half people were caught but no one who they could actually be like you are the person who created this entire heist has ever been caught and it's just like the money honestly by now is probably gone yeah i mean it's been what 15 years 15 years that money is invested <laughs> that money i was gonna say it's gone. probably in real estate or something I mean, yeah. yeah it was because uh, the thing about if you're gonna pull the heist that big and you want to make sure you don't get caught you're gonna have to be smart about that money you know to not get caught for another 15 years because it's i feel like a big issue with a lot of huge robberies is that people get cocky which is some what happened to some of the people and so they'll be spending it or bragging about it so it takes um smart people to really be careful about that yeah and it's just like i don't know this robbery is just so crazy because it's like it's insane the scale of it the the scale and the tech the way the strategy the way that they took it like a tunnel that's insane yeah it's it's absolutely crazy that's why i wanted to cover this is because i was like okay we got pretty much the biggest robbery in history yeah and it's so simple stupid yet so effective and completely just uncaught like this the biggest robbery ever and it's just yeah the biggest the masterminds behind are still out there they have their money yeah if i had robbed that bank you know i'd be going to a non-extradition country right away (laughs) and investing all my money in real estate god yeah that's 
it's just it's hard to wrap my mind around it because it's so huge yeah and i do appreciate that this was like technically a victimless crime as in the robbers didn't actually kill anyone but it's just like is it worth it to do a job like that and get a million dollars and then look around and be like wow like everyone else who i worked with is getting arrested or killed or tortured oh, they do not care if like, they have a million dollars they're chilling i don't know maybe I it's just because i am like riddled with stress but <laughs> i think i it would just not like i would rather just not have the money than be like oh yeah that it that would be a lot to see all the other people you worked with like disappear like dying being tortured yeah but i mean i i think the biggest thing is like kind of depends on like were those people being um reckless with their money you know yeah it's just were they out, bragging but like, yeah but i don't know it's that's crazy yeah i thought it was pretty interesting it's very interesting i now i know how what to do if i'm gonna rob a bank <laughs> dig Emma a tunnel. And I are gonna dig a tunnel into the hype house they will not see it coming and we will take um charlie de, de- um leo's the omelet <laughs> the omelets uh turquoise sweater for emma thank you very much and we won't be reckless we are not gonna brag we will invest <laughs> that sweater into something we'll hide it we'll, we'll sell it on ebay sell it on ebay no traces back to us and on that happy note <laughs> <laughs> i think it's time to transition to my favorite segment on this show happy things amazing i never it's get weird sick to transition of into this when you haven't just been scarred like usually you're like how am i, I know usually it's a much harder transition i'm feeling pretty good right now yeah so i think you should start what is your happy thing for this week um my happy thing for this week is i guess i mentioned this already but i'm pretty psyched about the fact that parasite sweep the oscars i saw mm-hmm. that movie um maybe a few weeks ago and i loved it like i've not seen a movie like that in a really long time and it's crazy to see that kind of representation at the oscars it on a scale that you haven't really seen before like um i think the first asian director to win an oscar for best directing was ang lee for um brokeback mountain i'm pretty sure uh correct me if i'm wrong but that was like 2000 like early 2000s and there hasn't been too much representation since then so seeing an entire not only bong win best directing but also uh see people standing up there for best picture that's like an entirely asian cast and crew is insane like i i remember i was losing my mind over it i was so excited and they are totally deserving of it too so it's another cool thing to see like people who are underrepresented but also um really deserving of the award go uh, finally get the recognition they deserve so i was super excited about that and um me and my friends got celebratory boba afterwards awesome yeah um i think my happy thing for this week is that um i'm finally getting settled in at school i just got my wisdom teeth out last week so i actually was not living in my dorm for the whole first week of classes which kind of sucked um but now i'm like settled in getting used to the routine i really love my classes and it's just nice to be like okay i only have three more months until summer you know like getting back in the swing of things i'm really appreciative for my roommates they're awesome currently my roommate is sitting (laughs) right next to us while we've been recording this the whole time being quiet and kind but yeah i'm just really like stoked about the fact that semester is like started and it's over the initial awkwardness of the first week, I yes. think, is my happy thing for this week. And also just that, like, 
you are here and we are doing this and i'm gonna it's have great. an episode this is wonderful terrible things have happened darn you roadcaster board <laughs> for doing me so dirty last week but yeah i'm hoping to get caught up actually fun announcement for next week i'll let you guys in if you've been listening for this far i'm actually not for the first time i will not be hosting an episode what my I've sister been... noelle is going to host an episode no that's that's awesome i did not know that yeah go noelle i know i'm so excited because that's how i was like how am i gonna get caught up i got caught up over the break so that i wouldn't have to worry about it mm-hmm. and then my episode went all wrong and i was like well would you ever be interested in hosting an episode so that we can both do separate research so it's still like oh. the same quality as i usually like all the videos or all the podcast episodes to be but it's like i can little Emma. do two at once kind yeah. of in a way so yeah i'm really excited for that so noelle will actually be hosting an episode going up in the next two weeks most likely that's so. gonna be sick gonna be awesome but um i taught her everything she knows her, all her <laughs> research skills all her speech skills yeah that's me all right. Well, I think we should end the episode there with um, a little teaser for what's coming up next. Thank you guys for so much for listening to this episode of the Horrible Things Podcast. If you want to find us on a day when it is not a Tuesday, you can go ahead and find me online at Horrible Things Podcast pretty much anywhere. If you want to support monetarily, you can find us at patreon.com slash horrible things. Or if you want to just support the podcast in any way, you can go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rate and review. But seriously, guys, thank you so much for listening, getting this far, sharing with your friends, your family, putting it on so that your cat can hear it at night like I do for my cat when I listen to podcasts. <laughs> thank you guys so you much for your cat? support. Yeah. His name is Percy. He's gray. What? When did you get a cat? This- we will discuss this further <laughs> later. I'll show you pictures. Oh He's my adorable. God. I'll post pictures on the Instagram actually. So if you want good cat content at Horrible Things Podcast on Instagram. But thank you guys so much for just like listening, sharing, being the awesomest people in the entire world and i just want to let you know it's very important that if you're going to build a tunnel make sure it has lighting and ac and to take spanish too in high school but most importantly don't don't do horrible horrible things. things